People have never heard of us before. Like that, oh, Red Letter Hymn, aren't those those horse killer bands? Yeah. Thanks, Brad. My name is Spencer. I play guitar and I rap in Red Letter Hymnal. And an interesting fact, uh, well, I've never killed a horse. Confidently, I can say I've never killed a horse. Um, <laughs> it's like, you don't know my pain, man. Um, what's an interesting, I don't, I feel like my entire life is boring. Um, I have the entire complete set of the very first set of Pokemon cards. Yeah. Just need to flex on them one time. But I never got into Pokemon Go. Just the pants are too tight. I don't want to keep running around. You seem to feel me? So there's that. So you guys can take a seat. Go for it. We'll make you nice and comfortable. So is there anything you'd like to start us out by telling about the band in any way, like what you guys do, your, your music sound? Some of these guys may have heard of you. Some of them may not. So go, go ahead and tell us. Yeah, we, we're kind of a, a blend of we do a little bit of hip hop, a little bit of uh, EDM. A little bit of pop, a little bit of rock. So it's kind of like a put all that stuff in a blender, blend it up, and that's our sound. And um, yes, yeah, so we've, we've been, uh, this will be our third time at Creation. And um, this is our second time here. How many of you guys have saw us last year? Cool. So some of you guys, cool. Awesome. But yeah, that's, that's a little bit about our sound and what we do. So you said three years at Creation, correct? So can you tell us any funny or embarrassing or, or weird stories about creation, maybe even your best memory of any kind of these past three years? Well, I've already done embarrassing, so here you go. <laughs> okay, um, last year, our drummer Nate was, so do we have any fans of The Office, the TV show The Office? Okay, cool, all right. If you did not know, we're pretty addicted to that show. So what, 85% of our, our dialogue between each other are just Office quotes? All right, so we actually have a YouTube video on our, on our YouTube channel. Go check it out. We did Office Quote Chubby Bunny, where we had to guess the, who said the office quote. Someone read us an office quote. We had to guess who said it. And if you lost, you had to, you had to put a marshmallow in your mouth. And then Brad lost really quick. Um, but our drummer, Nate, he's, just, he's, he's notorious for saying like, like funny things. And he's chilling on the, the merch booth last year. And this kid walked by. And he like looked at our, our merch booth. He goes, what is this? And he goes, oh, we're a band. A band, what's your name? As he's staring at a sign that says Red Letter Hymnal. And he goes, we said Red Letter Hymnal. He goes, Redneck, what? And then without hesitating, Nate goes, Redneck Yacht Club. And then just, we all died laughing. And the kid just looked at us as we're laughing at him and walked away. Yeah. It's, we tell that story to this day. That is the highlight of last year's creation for us. That's hilarious. Oh, my goodness. Did you see him this year at all? Have you seen him? If you see him, just yell it across. Be like, Redneck Yacht <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, that's perfect. I will buy that up. No one else will be able to buy any because I'm buying it all up. <laughs> um, so a, a couple more questions for you guys. Um, so when did you get started in music, specifically even this EDM sound? It's a little more modern, you know, newer, but how did you get started in music? Just tell us a little bit about that. Definitely. We, um, well... About four years ago, we decided to try an EDM cover of a worship song, and we put it on YouTube. It was uh, for the song One Thing Remains. Have you guys ever heard that song? Uh, it's a, wor a worship song from a while back, and uh, we did kind of like a dubstep EDM version of it, and uh, it went viral, and we have almost a million plays on it. And so that inspired us to really kind of get into the electronic music world. And so that's what, that's how we, we really, that's what really started the band, I'd say, at that point. And then that was before Spencer, and Spencer came about a year later, um, kind of added some of the, the hip-hop vibe to that, and um, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
so instrument-wise, how long have you guys been playing your instruments? How many instruments do you play, even if it's not what you play on the, the albums? How many of you guys play instruments in this room? Cool, yeah, quite, quite a few people. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I started in eighth grade. When did you start? I started play at sixth grade. I play, yeah. Yeah, I didn't start singing until I was about 19, um, but I started playing guitar about, yeah, that time. So then growing up, I guess, a little bit later with music, but even still, who are some of the musical inspirations, some of the bands you listen to that really maybe inspired who you guys are? Brad didn't tell you this, but he plays every instrument in the world. Like, you can make one up right now, and he would figure out a way. You ever meet somebody that's, like, just good at everything you hate them because of that? Yeah, that's Brad. Okay, so he's just, it's, he's super talented. What's that? The Doug? Who's Doug? So we, we hate Brad and Doug. Okay, cool. I just, I need to know. Just want to know. All right, cool. You too. I like you, Doug. Right? You would. You would. Um, but I'm just, I, this is going to be a long interview. All right. Uh, <laughs> rabbit trail. The question was influences. Uh, the first time, first time I knew I wanted to play music for the rest of my life, I didn't even really know what music was. I was like five years old, and my mom uh, was a choreographer. She designs dances. I guess that's the proper definition of that. Um, and she had Michael Jackson's Off the Wall record, and I heard uh, the first song that you can't stop till you get into the Rush Hour song, right? And uh, I just, I was, I remember being, like, it's super vivid in my mind. I was captivated by what was happening. I'm like, I just, I need to do that. Whatever this noise thing is, I need to do that. And then as I got older, I came to find out that Michael Jackson is extremely talented and like a unicorn of a musician that I probably could not be able to obtain. And then I found Nirvana when I was like 13, and it was just like loud and angry and violent, and you didn't have to be good to play it. So I was like, Ah, never mind. I want to do that. That's what I wanted to do. So uh, then I just started playing metal bands. But um, Brad and I both have a huge, I mean, literally listen to everything. Brad listens to some of the weirdest music in the world. Like, yeah, it's a little, but it, Brad's such like a, uh, a futuristic thinker. You know what I mean? Like when it comes to music, that, that's the reason why he, the dubstep thing works. He's like, hey, man, it was just when dubstep was coming out. And he's like, I think it would be cool if this was a dubstep like cover and this you have to understand this when this came out there was no like electronic dance christian music now it's like everyone it's the the staple but it didn't exist yet so when brad did it, it was like you know quasi revolutionary you know what i mean so yeah he's always on like the forefront of the cusp of some weird stuff what's a weird band you listen like vaporwave stuff i don't, I, I don't yeah i don't know if, have you guys ever heard of beautiful eulogy a christian band do a lot of hip-hop stuff like they're just really artistic, really awesome. I, I love those guys. Not that they're necessarily weird, but they're kind of underground, kind of indie hip-hop. Um, they're really amazing. Check them out. Um, but, yeah, my, my early musical influences were really video game music. As a little kid, I would play and hear all these electronic sounds. Do you got anybody play video games? Yeah. So, like, back when I was, uh, I don't know, eighth grade, it was... Uh, a little more primitive on the music side uh, for video games. So that's, that's what actually stirred my love, though, for music was uh, just the melodies and uh, the synthesizers, all that stuff. So, All right, so then my question for you guys is, both of you mentioned a couple secular bands. Why Christian music? You know, if you were listening to all these awesome bands, you're like, okay, this is really cool sound, too. Why go Christian? Yeah, yeah um, uh, I, uh, I really just listen to non-Christian music and um, I was in a band that was not for the Lord at all, and we were 
really doing a lot of damage to ourselves and to other people just through what we were saying from stage, what we were doing. Uh, and it was just not, not a good scene for me to be in. Um, and then I got saved when I was about 17. And uh, the person that preached the gospel to me gave me a bunch of Christian CDs because uh, that's what we listened to at the time. It was, there was nothing digital. But <laughs> what's that? You guys know. Uh, physical playlist. Physical playlist is what we call them, CDs. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we, uh, that really changed my life because I was like, wait a second, Christians can do rock music. Christians can do, uh, I was really into punk and metal at the time, and I was like, wow, Christians can do this stuff? Like, it, I had no idea. Um, so somebody gave me that. And um, as I, uh, you know, grew as a Christian, I was like, you know, I want to use this musical talent that God's given me for his glory, not my own. So, um, you know, I really tried to uh, be for somebody else what those CDs were for me. You know, it's like we, we always pray and hope that our music changes somebody's heart in a way that it changed our hearts, too. And I know you, you probably have a similar yeah, testimony. I mean, totally. And for me as an artist, and so, I mean, I know we have some musicians, but are there any artists just even outside of music in here? Like anybody into like filmmaking or love painting or drawing, all that kind of. Okay, so as an artist or musicians as well. So or even storytellers, man. People who, who like blog, like that's that's an art, man. To be able to craft something with language. So, as an artist, the best art you can create is something that is authentically from you. And so as we were living through life, I know um, our our stories are, are very similar. But as I'm going through life, I just I wasn't saved at one point in my life. So I loved music that just sounded cool and resonated where I was at. I got saved when I was 19 years old, and then what I wanted to create when I started writing about was just an authentic like authentic representation of what happened in me. So we don't really think of ourselves as writing like Christian music. We just write music and we're Christians. And if your art is honest, that's going to come out. Like you won't be able to, to have a conversation with me for more than 15 minutes without that outflowing of, because that, that's the foundation of how I carry myself as a man, as a husband, as a brother, as a friend, as a son, and oh, also as a musician. You know what I mean? So it's for me and, and Brad, it's just a, it's authentic, just overflow of what happened in our hearts. Um, so then I guess going back a little bit to where you guys were just talking about pre-Jesus, about that time in your teenage years, you know, where you kind of found him. Could you touch on, I guess, maybe what your life was like during that time, maybe some of the struggles you had gone through, what God did in those as well? It's so much so that you're saying you're like, you can't go 15 minutes. What brought that through? So um, it's kind of a long story, obviously, because it's somebody's life, but <laughs> I'll condense it. Uh, so my parents got divorced when I was four years old, and uh, so I, I grew up primarily without a father figure in my life. I have an older brother who's two years older than me. Um, my mom got remarried a couple years after that, but it's, it's just weird. I mean, if you're just going to be honest, like my mom and my stepdad are here today. You know what I mean? I love my stepdad, and he's earned every ounce of respect that I have for him. Uh, but just at that age, it was a weird thing. You know what I mean? And so naturally, you just kind of rebel. You kind of like buck at the system. And as we got older, getting into, uh, you know, a lot of it for me came through a lot of the different music that I was listening to because it got you into these different scenes. Uh, I got, and, and I was just, I wanted to be just like my older brother, like every, you know, I just thought he was the coolest thing in the world. And um, he just went down a pretty gnarly path, man. So very early on in my life, uh, I started getting into partying, I started getting drinking, doing drugs, uh, so much so that when I was 16, I, I got pretty heavily addicted to um, Oxycontin and cocaine at 16. And that led through a gnarly downward spiral, super depressed, like self-mutilation, wanted to take my life, man. It gets super, super dark. And then 
to the point where by the time I was 18, I ended up getting kicked out of my house, and I was homeless for a while. I was living out of my car, and, and there was one day I'll never forget. I, I got in a car accident. I wrecked my car, and I remember calling my mom, bawling my eyes out, and just I didn't know what to do with my life. You know what I mean? So in a desperate act to save my life, my mom sent me to go live with my biological father who lived in San Francisco at the time, just so I didn't wind up in jail or dead. You know, just because he, he has to get out. He's like, I was, I'm born, I was born and raised in Tampa, Florida. So she just needed to get me out of there. And it was in San Francisco where I, it's, it just God wrecked me, man. I was working at a deli making like sandwiches. You know what I mean? Just trying to get, get that money, and just um, put my, my life back together. And this lady came in, like this. Anybody? Hold on. Like a super old lady came into the deli. And have you anybody ever met a lady just loved Jesus way too much? Okay, you know, I know you can't love him too much, but you know what I mean? But, like, love him too much? Like, okay, so, all right, he gets it. They're not here, are they? Okay. But don't, I mean, don't point him out, brother. Don't do that. Or do it, actually. It'd be really uncomfortable for you. No, okay. All right. So that lady comes in, and she was fearless, man, because I was a terrifying-looking individual. All right? Like, I have, like, resting, like, mad person face. Like, everyone thinks I'm upset, and I'm just, like, chilling. But my eyebrows make me look angry all the time. And she just walked up and knew I was new at this deli. And she asked me if I had a church. And I was like, that's not really, you know, a, that's a weird question to be asking when I'm putting avocados on your sandwich. But I, I told her no. And she, and she just handed me a card. And she's like, hey, why don't you come check out this church? Uh, we have our pastor. Again, I was 19 at the time. Our, like, our pastor was 25. Super cool guy. Why don't you come through? For reason I still don't know today outside of the grace of God and the power of the Holy Spirit, I went there. And I saw that their worship, it was a church of 25 people, including the staff. And it was, and they had, their worship band was a guitar player. No, no, piano player, bass player, drummer. And that was it. And he started talking to me. The old lady was there. She ended up introducing me to the pastor. And the pastor got to know me. And he's like, oh, you play music. Hey, we're looking for a guitar player. I was like, well, dude, I know how to do that. You know what I mean? I don't know about all this, but I know how to do that. You know what I mean? I just moved to the city, and music's what I love. So through that, I got to watch this man live his life in a way that showcased something that I was starving for. You know what I mean? Because, again, I, I just, this Jesus thing, I'd heard about it. You know what I mean? We went to church growing up. But it was very convenient. You did it because you were a good person or whatever. But it just wasn't, I wasn't about that life, man. And I got to watch this dude live life through some difficult stuff, man, some st- and carry himself in a way that he couldn't be shaken. And so it was one day I was like, bro, what is the deal? Like, how can you do this like this? And he broke down the gospel for me. And it's in that moment I'm like, Yo, I'm in. I want that, whatever it is. And then he walked with me through it. And, man, I've just been chasing it ever since. So, Yeah. Powerful. Um, I grew up uh, in the church, so I, I grew up hearing about God. But um, the church I was in really just taught me that God was angry with me all the time. And that was the only thing. I, I just couldn't live up to pleasing God or, or winning his favor. And so... By the time I became about 13 or 14, I was like, I, I just gave up. I was like, I can't be saved. You know, I can't live up to this God's standards. Um, and really, they were just teaching me wrong stuff. You know, they were teaching me what wasn't the gospel. Um, so from 13 to 17, I really just uh, rebelled against anything Christian, anything um, like that. And and um, I got into, into, you know, some of the same stuff Spencer did, drugs, alcohol, um, I got into some occult stuff, all kind of, you know, things like that. And uh, because of that lifestyle, I started having crippling anxiety attacks and depression. And it just, 
to the point where like I couldn't go to school for three days because I couldn't get out of bed and it was just uh, really crushing me. Um, and so literally it wasn't um, you know, an audible voice, but a voice just came into my heart and said, go talk to your uncle. And my uncle was a, a Christian who was always talking about Jesus, you know, similar to the lady that you were um, talking about. And um, I said, you know, listen, I'm at, at an end of myself. I can't stop these anxiety attacks. I can't, you know, function. I've just really made a mess of my life. And he sat me down and preached the gospel for the first time. And it was the first time I really heard about grace and that God does it all for you. And one of my favorite scriptures has become in um, uh, second, or Ephesians 2 where it says, um, it's by grace that you've been saved, and this is not of yourselves. It's a gift. It's a free gift that, that you're saved. And, um, you know, I started to believe that and own that, and it really just, it completely freed me. It completely, it, it was a new view of God, a new view of who he was. Uh, started reading the Bible, getting into his word, really getting on fire for the Lord. And, um, you know, that changed me. That changed my musical direction. That changed my life. I started trying to get all my friends to come and hear about Jesus, come to church. And, uh, you know, I was telling them, witnessing myself. And um, so it was just really, really awesome that just the simple gospel message changed everything. What a life transformation, both of you guys, like to go from what you were in to now, what you're doing. That, my next question is, what does it feel like knowing what you were in, knowing all of that, knowing that God transformed you, but now also being able to live out his calling and doing things like this to be able to come to a place like this and tell your story through song, to be able to share like this? What's it like just doing that? That's, that's a really, really good question. Um, and it's really easy in all this stuff, because I'm sure you guys have like a billion things to do all day, you know, like different, right? This is all, you guys have like different curriculum. And I'm sure majority of it's super rad. I mean, you're at creation, right? But um, in the hustle and bustle of all of this stuff, it's, it's very easy to forget that, like, where we came from. You know what I mean? And so literally just yesterday, because we were having some, like two weeks ago, our van broke down in North South Carolina, had to get towed to, yeah, yeah, so had to get, it broke down in South Carolina, had to get towed to North Carolina, and it was, I was gone for like two, or another week before I was supposed to be, and then we got here, and then we got a new trailer just before, so there's a bunch of stuff, but yesterday, amidst all this frustration, I was sitting in the tent that we're camping out in, and it started raining again, right? And I'm sitting there, I was like, man, you got to be kidding. And then, like, in a feeling I cannot explain with words, there was, I just felt super calm. And I got the, like, there was a real tangible realism that, like, dude, I'm playing at creation. Like, my band that I started with my friends wrote an album in an attic of my friend's house, people liked it enough to ask us to play on the stage at creation. You know what I mean? And it's like, and, and just, I had a real moment with God where it's like, I remember being 16, going to like Warp Tour and thinking, man, it'd be awesome to do that. You know what I mean? And now we have, an, our entire summer is booked with shows just like this all over the country. And I get to do it with three of my best friends, man. And it was a real moment to where the weight of that question of what does it feel like to, to know where you've come from and to see the goodness of God, it's like, man, it crushed me. I was tearing up in my tent by myself when my air mattress is deflating, you know, like, I don't, hoping it would rain louder so people couldn't hear me crying, right? So it, it was just a real moment to where, like, I just didn't feel worthy of it, man. Like, I didn't feel worthy, because, like, do you know you? 
You know you. Like, I know me. Even as a, as a saved individual sold out for following Christ, man, I'm just, I can be a terrible person. I don't deserve this, man. I don't deserve, this is a dream come true in like nine different languages. And God just gives it to us because he wants to. He's like, dude, I love you. I want, I want you to have this, man. So like, it wrecked me yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, we, uh, we actually have a song called A Dollar Short, and it's a song about, it just reminds us of where we came from, you know. Um, and it's, a, it's a, every time we get on stage and play it, I, yeah, I'm tempted to tear up because it's like, wow, God's really brought me such a long way. And I think um, cultivating a grateful heart is, is so important in life and just not forgetting what you have and what you've been given. Um, we, we do uh, Bible studies together, and actually one of the cool things that you said uh, recently, Spencer, is we were uh, looking at the lyrics to the song 10,000 Reasons. You guys know that song? Um, and, and Spencer is like, what would it look like if you wrote out 10,000 thank yous to the Lord or 10,000 praises? Like, what would that look like? You know, it'd be a, a piece of paper from here to pass the main stage, you know, and like, but there's so much to be thankful for. And so uh, lately, I, the thing God's been teaching me is just cultivate a grateful heart. Be like, God, thank you. I got shoes on my feet. Thank you that I've been saved by grace. Thank you that there's the sun in the sky. Thank you that I'm able to talk, hear, see, like, and, um, you know, I've just been keeping a little journal of uh, just writing, and I do have a goal to write out 10,000 praises, 10,000 thank yous. I don't know how long it's going to take, but I'm going to fill books with that, and just cultivating a grateful heart, it really helps cure uh, some of the complacency or depression or, what you know, whatever you're going through, it really um, is a weapon, you know, to be used, a thankful heart. So I guess a fun question, if you could travel back in time and talk to yourself at 13, 14, 15 years old, knowing what you know now, knowing who you guys are and what you're doing, what would you tell yourself? I know that's a thinker. First of all, I tell myself to cut my hair, okay? I had an afro when I was in high school, and not like a cool one, like... I look, okay, I'm a thin man. I look like a brown piece of broccoli. Like, it was just, a, it was bad, man. It didn't look good. Didn't look good. But here's the thing, man. I thought it was it, though. Like, I have school photos with that mug. And just, I have a school photo with my Afro and an Iron Maiden t-shirt. And, like, and my mom let me walk out the house like that. No, here's the thing. Like, this is why you need accountability, because you can't trust yourself. Just go look at your haircut from two years ago. You make bad choices, okay? You need accountability in your life. I'll tell you, yo, bro, that's whack. Don't do that, all right? So one, I would say cut my hair. Um, two, on a more serious note, uh, it's, my stepdad used to say this all the time, man. I hated it, because it was so cliche, and it's just like, but you become who you surround yourself with. Um, and... I had to learn that nine, I had to learn that 10,000 times the hard way. And uh, I, would, I would beg past me to just take that to heart and understand, man, like that's the water you drink. Like it, no place ever is that more evident than in scripture, man. Like the, without Jesus being the person the disciples surround themselves with, man, like, and then having each other. You, it, it just, even if you think, oh no, I'm there to, to minister to my unsafe friends, but that's all you hanging out with, you know what I mean? It's a t that's a tough road, man. I've been down that road. So I just, I would, I would, I would tell past me to, to, man, make wiser choices in the people that you allow to influence your life. Yeah. 
Awesome. Um, yeah, if I were, uh, you said 13, go back to the 13-year-old. Um, yeah, I would, man, why do we have to learn the hard way? You know, that's, that's the thing. It's like, I really wish um, I had just listened to, to what, you know, my parents were telling me, stuff like that, because they just knew so much more than I did. And at the time, I thought they were dummies. <laughs> I was like, I was like, no, nah, I know, I know, I got this, mom, I got this, dad. I'm, 13, I'm cool. I'm 13. Mom, I know, man. I know what's up. Um, so, I mean, I just you know, had to learn a lot of things the hard way, and it wasn't, did not turn out good for me. Um, and, but again, grace, God's grace, God covered a lot of that sin, a lot of that rebellion, a lot of that um, stuff in my life. So, you know, I would just say, you know, look, look to those that are, that are have a little more, more years than you, whether it's a youth pastor, um, you know, a, a friend that's older, you know, some, some people like that, some godly people that you could um, gain some wisdom from or get mentored by or uh, because they've, they've, they know a lot more than they think they do. It's good stuff. Real good stuff. Um, I guess a couple more questions for you, and then maybe we'll, we'll have an opportunity for a couple of you guys to be able to ask some questions too. But uh, you guys had mentioned about this whole summer being booked with like so many different places you guys are traveling, doing your music, and obviously you've had opportunities in here and, and other places as well. What is, what is like the moment, you know, whether it be in the past or even if it's one in the future that you're like, I know that right there, that's going to be an awesome moment that, that just makes it worth it to you, you know? Yeah, it's a, uh, well, to, yeah, for me, um, I'm actually, I'm going to put her on the spot. V- Vicki, can you stand up? This is my wife back here. Um, her and my two kids, um, they, they don't normally get to come to, to every show with us, but they're here, and it's just, man, when I'm on stage and I see these guys out there, and, I, and I'm, like, surrounded by God's creation out here, and I'm on a stage where I don't belong because <laughs> by God's grace, I'm there. Uh, it just, you know, I'm just so grateful. Uh, so I would say that today, tomorrow, the, 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 we're playing today and tomorrow. Those are going to be just the highlights of my summer because you know, my family's here. Your mom's here, your dad, you know, so it's, uh, it's just so cool um, just to have our whole crew here because we're from Pittsburgh, so we're pretty local. So there we go, some Pittsburgh people. Um, it's, uh, it's my son, Zeke. Say hi, Zeke. Zeke, Zeke, Zeke. He said, nah, Dad. He said, nah, he just, he blew me off. But anyway. <laughs> He said, hey, man, you handle your business, I'll handle mine. Don't worry about it. I'm eating some Cheez-Its, all right? Right. Or I was eating some Cheez-Its. That's all right. We'll get you some more, Zeke. No, don't sweat it. We got you, bro. We'll get you chocolate ones. Um, he's like, I'm over it. I'm going back to mom. <laughs> Moment that, you, you know, we got to play our first arena this year. And so I had two moments. Uh, we got to play our first, first arena. And that was, that was like a crazy moment. Because as a musician, like, you always, that's what you dream about, like, in your bedroom, like, standing in front of your mirror singing Michael Jackson songs. Is that too specific to be an example? Um, but when we actually got to do it, there was this moment, I remember me and Brad just looked over at each other and, like, who did we trick to let us in here? Like, like how, we just looked over, and there was, like, 3,000 people sitting there, like, singing back words that we wrote in your attic. And it's like, like, someone's going to figure us out sooner or later and realize, oh, well, they're not supposed to be up here. Get, can you get them off and go get Jordan Feliz? Like, it, like it, it, so it, that was a crazy moment to look out and see that. Uh, and honestly, man, we make it a point to every show that we play to go spend as much time at our merch booth as possible because it's, the, I love being able to perform but it separates us from the reason why we do what we do because music was always, a, for us, was about community and people. 
Like, there's, n there's not anything better than listening to music with friends. Like, I just, I don't, I, you can't convince me of it, man. To, to be like, yo, what did you get from this song? Oh, yo, I need to show you this part. Like, you get stoked to show somebody else a, a cool part in a song or a band that you really like. And um, m being able to meet people that come to these, these events that we get to play and hearing their stories, like, that's literally what gets us through these long tours away from family and stuff like that, to know, like, hey, man, we were once that kid. Like, we were once that kid going up to the merch booth, like, bro, your set was awesome buying the CD and like telling them the one thing that resonated with you in their song and them taking the time to hear it and like this is a community effort like live music is a community effort don't think like the bands are more important than the people who go listen to it like if we don't show up to listen to the songs they're just at practice <laughs> you know what i mean like it's it's a community like we need each other and if if we don't get to take the time to like commune with human beings and people and hear their stories and hear what god's doing in their lives Dude, we've heard some crazy stories, man, that just, like, encourage us, like, at the right time, God drops super rad people in our lab that tell us a story. It's like, dude, I really just need to hear that, man. So that, that would be the highlight of just this career. So my last question for you guys, and then we'll open up to a, a few guys out there. My last question is, you mentioned summer tour, all that awesome stuff, but what else can we look forward to in the future for you guys? Maybe, you know, songs, albums being released in the future, maybe switching sound, who knows? Just let us know. Yeah, yeah, we're on, uh, we're on Spotify and YouTube and all that, and we do a YouTube vlog, so, uh, you know, we're putting some stuff out on YouTube like that. We'll probably put out some singles in the next uh, few months here, uh, but we are working up to putting out our third album, and, um, but we're going to kind of do some singles first. We just released one called New Life, New Vibe uh, that we'll be playing today and tomorrow. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's Sly, know, trying, Sly trying to get me. Right. You want to add anything to that? Um, yeah, just that, man. Just music and content. Like, we're just trying to do everything that, like, we love bands that make um, their art and experience. Like, does anybody listen to 21 Pilots? 21 Pilots fans? Okay, cool. So everything about that band just seems like on purpose. And so when you get to listen to their band, like it's it's you're completely engulfed in the experience. And there's all kinds of artists like that. Um, so we just want to work really hard to do that to when people get a piece of our art, a piece of our craft that it's it's authentic and it's like a really cool experience. Like notice the little little things and stuff like that to where it's just a cool moment for somebody because we had all kinds of bands that did that for us. So um, we'll be doing new music and tours and stuff like that. Maybe working on some different experiences, but yeah. So this is your guys' opportunity to be able to ask them some questions about what you'd like to know. I have some questions, you know, but it's, it's about you guys now. So it, what I'm going to need you to do is if you have a question, raise your hand. I'll try my best at calling you. We're not going to have time for everyone, obviously. But you'll stand up nice and tall, say it nice and loud so I can hear you, and then we'll find out what their answer is. So anyone got any questions for these guys in the back there? That's awesome. Question up here in the front. So the question was, what are some memorable stories that stuck with our heart? I remember actually last year at Creation, uh, we have a song about a husband um, 
that takes care of his wife. His wife got really, really sick, and she can do nothing for him. But he's uh, taking care of her uh, 40 years after he made a vow to take care of her till death do we part. And uh, uh, in this song, we talk about how, how the wife got Alzheimer's disease and can't remember the husband's name, can't remember the ki- their kids, all this stuff, but the husband still takes care of her. And we had a song about that um, because it's, it's based on a couple from our church. And um, so we played that song live, and a woman just came up last year at the, the merch table and was in tears, and she was just like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going through this or a similar situation, and she was just like, you know, it's just a, just a sign of what I'm supposed to do and, and what um, God's grace is going to carry me through. So it was a, a very specific type of a, a thing. Yeah. Um, one that happens for me a lot is when people hear what God's brought me through in my life. Um, I'll get a lot of parents come up to me, just tears in their eyes because their son or their daughter is going through what I went through. And this, I remember this one lady specifically, I think it was in Bradford. I remember the city, but I remember this lady, and she came up to me. She just hugged me, like didn't introduce herself at all, just hugged me and gave me a, uh, uh, just hug with tears in her eyes. She's like, just because of where you're at, I can believe that my son can get there. And it's like, of course I start crying. How are you going to not, you know what I mean? Like it's, because I'm a product of a praying mother. That's, I just believe God hears mother's prayers. That's, uh, the, the breath in my lung is evidence. You know what I mean? So um, anytime I get parents that come up to me and tell them, man, I pray with them on the spot because I'm like, yo, let's get them home. Let's get them home, man. Like, we're here, so let's get them home. So, those, uh, man, I love those moments. Anyone else? Over here, blue shirt, tank top, go ahead. Is that a little louder? Well, no, 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 73. 73. Yeah. Don't get too <laughs> 73. And I'm 39. We're, so we have an ongoing joke. I definitely want to answer that question, but it's like part of the red letter family. Like, we, we never tell our, our age, and we just keep changing it in different interviews. So 73 and 20, 39. What did I say? 39. 39. <laughs> That's the answer to your question right there. Next to you. Go ahead. So the question is, do they listen to their own music or do they not listen to their own music? Yeah, I, I, um, I mixed our album, so I heard it so many times that I literally, like, I, it, it, yeah, <laughs> I've just, when you're mixing an album, it's like you play it over and over and over and over. So, um, yeah, every once in a while I put it on and I'm like, yeah, this is, this is cool, but like yeah. not on repeat all the time. Cause I <laughs> yeah, I, so not usually I won't. I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to answer your question. I'm going to ask you a question. Um, is that cool? Yeah. What's your name? My name's Jay. Jay? Yeah, Jay, I like it. Short, sweet, to the point. All right, so um, I'll listen to our songs when I get discouraged um, in moving forward. So you get writer's block. You write, like, 12 songs. You think they're all the worst song ever written. You think that all your talent's gone, and you'll never be able to put out another record, and you get discouraged, like, when you have to produce. And then you're like, oh, man, all of our stuff is just trash. And then you go listen to the album we have out now. It's called Coastal Kids. And we worked really hard on that. And just recently before we went on tour, I was feeling like that. And, I, and my wife will listen to it. And she, she's like, just listen to the record. And I heard it. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Like, okay, yeah, I think we can do this. You know, like, I think, yeah, I think, okay, let's try this again. And so I'll do it when I get super insecure. Um, it helps when you write with someone, like, 
Brad, because he's just a phenomenal writer. Second question, if that's cool, if I take time to ask Jay a question. Um, why do you hate listening to your music? Right, no, I totally get it. So it's not like, a, oh, I don't believe in the song anymore. It's like, I'm just so sick of this thing. Yeah, okay. Right, because that's one thing, like, for us, when we, like, when we first write our music, we're super stoked on it. Like, you have to be. You know what I mean? You're not going to put out something like, okay, well, someone might like it. Like, that never, none of those songs made it on the album. The moment we thought we put it on the record, it's like, dude, this is the greatest song in the world. And then you're mixing it, you're like, I'm sick of this song, man. Yeah, so that's cool, man. How many of you uh, write songs or uh, words, lyrics, any of that? Cool. So, yeah, we got quite a few songwriters. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I definitely identify with your pain when you're doing it, you know, up in your room, which, like he said, in my attic is where we wrote the album, recorded it, mixed it. And, uh, yeah, it's an it's a interesting process. But <laughs> uh, Question over here. Go ahead, bud. How did you overcome your addictions? Okay. That's a great one. Um, yeah, let me think about that a second. Yeah. So for me, um, like I said, like, I cannot underestimate um, the emphasis on the power of prayer. Now, I know anytime in this kind of setting when you say that to somebody, it kind of feels like a letdown because it's not tangible, you know, because it's like, well, what do I do? You know what I mean? It's like, well, that's the point. Like, you need him too, you know what I mean? Um, I can't underestimate, I can't overestimate, what's the word I'm looking for? I use words for a living, I can't over, emphasize, over, yeah, can't emphasize that enough, man, prayer, 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 get people that you know serve the Lord their life to be praying for you. Two, I needed to get out of the environment in which I was in. If I had not left the environment, the surrounding, because you will always, human bend is the go to what's comfortable. Like, the most dangerous man is a lazy one because it's not doing the, the purpose that God created him to do. You know what I mean? So I had to get out of that, the, just the environment that I've created that allowed me to continually lie, manipulate, and, and do these terrible things so I can get away with what I was addicted to doing. And then three, if you're super serious about this, like, you have to have accountability. You can, there is nothing, you, can, you can't do anything in life well by yourself. It's just that's the reason why God created community. So you have to have people in your life that you're 100% honest about with everything because then they can call you on it, and it's going to hurt. It's going to be the worst because it's going to feel painful, but it's because they're taking you out of where you were at and putting you where you want to go, and that's just a painful process. So I would say you have to get out of the environment. You have to get people around you that understand where you're at authentically, understand where you want to go authentically, and are willing to walk with you through that life and um, prayer, man, prayer. Just. Yeah, just, just to add to that, um, uh, I think you also need uh, to transform your mind with the word, with the word of God, because the devil is constantly lying to you. You're constantly lying to yourself about who you are and what you deserve and, and this and that. And there's, there's lies that you have to combat and you have to reprogram your mind. 
um, with the word of God. So when God says that you are a son, when God says, no, you're not an addict, you're free from this, like, I think that's an important part of the process to be believing those things and reading and memorizing those scriptures that say, you know, I can overcome all things, you know, God says, do not be afraid. I mean, there's so many things. So I think um, really reprogramming your mind with the word of God is, is just being in there. And there, there's a scripture that says, that Jesus says, if your hand's the problem, cut it off. Now, he doesn't literally mean to cut off your hand. What he's saying, what Jesus is saying there is take extreme measures against sin. You know, like, you know, if, if your computer's the problem, you know, put blocking software on there. You know, if a friend's a problem, don't hang out with that friend. You know, like, it, wherever, like Spencer said, whatever you know that you can't handle whatever situations you shouldn't be in those, like create those boundaries for yourself to definitely stay out of those areas. Um, and then, you know, so word of God, boundaries, but then also uh, focus on scriptures that, um, uh, and you could probably do a simple Google search for who does God say I am, who does, um, how to overcome, you know, addictions from scripture, from Christian perspective, but really having a higher vision of what, what God has for you, because God has an amazing plan. Like, I never could have imagined this for myself. When I was in my addictions, in my, my worst spot, I thought, like, man, I'll never really do anything with my life. But that was the lie of the devil. You know, that was the lie that I was being fed by either myself or the world, whatever. And um, so really, has my son come here. But um, so really, you know, it's just having a higher vision because God has this high vision for your life. He's got something amazing for you to do that you just you can't even imagine. Um, and so I think that's part of the, the, the thing, too. You want to say hi now? Go ahead. Say hi. You have a question? What's your question? Sorry. You have to listen to God. Dude, that was awesome, bro. Dude, that was right on. That's right on, man. Wow. <laughs> there you go. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. All right, a couple more questions from you guys. Anyone at all? Right over here. It was a spoken word that I did. Um, no, I wrote it like a couple minutes beforehand. <laughs> uh, no, let me do it. Let me try it. Let me try it. Let me think. Because I've done it a couple times after that. All right. So last year I did a spoken word piece is what he's referring to. Um, yeah. All right. If I mess it up, pretend that's the way I wrote it because you've never heard it before. All right. Exactly. Hey, if these are my last words, I hope they're loud enough to hear. Because I'm doing what I can to prove that they're sincere, man. I'm trying to make right all these things that I've done wrong. Because I'm feeling too unworthy to be looked at as your son. And I'm a wreck. I'm a mess. Look at all these things I've done. But don't put me to the test because it's easier to run. And I checked and I guessed that running's in my blood. Because how to be a man can't be taught by a single mom. But it was you who came down and adopted me by grace. So when I cling to my mistakes, you remind me that I'm saved. And that debt that I had earned for you, you gave your life to pay. To show that though my dad had beat it my father beat the grave now I'm alive and I tried just to hold my head up high 
I'm doing what I can to not believe the lie that I'm worthless because I'm worth it. And you wipe my whole slate clean and them holes in your hands, you kept as a receipt. Thank you. That is so awesome. Oh my goodness. That's so cool. Amen. So that was obviously just a little bit about what they can do. You guys mentioned you're, you're playing today and tomorrow. Can you tell us when, where? Do you guys know that? Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, so um, today in like 10 minutes, <laughs> um, 3.45, we're playing at the cafe stage. We're doing a stripped down set. Uh, yeah, so it's going to be super rad, some new arrangements of songs, if you know any of ours. And then tomorrow at 12.50 on the Friend stage, where you'll see the whole red letter show. Yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's crazy, man. So if you guys can make it out, we would love you guys to be out there and party with us. It's going to be great. That's so cool. Well, I don't know if we have any more time, so I'm sorry we couldn't get to your question, bud, but how about these guys right here? Let's give it up for them. Absolutely. Being able to hear your guys' stories, to be able to hear where you came from, where you are now, it's such a blessing. And hopefully, like you just said, it touched your heart. Hopefully you guys just got something from that where it's like, wow, that's so awesome. But is there anything else you guys like to share? Any kind of a way, encouragement for these guys, teenage years, anything? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, uh, first, uh, just thanks for having us. And, uh, man, your worship band was awesome. We got to, to listen to a little bit of them. So let's give it up for those guys. Uh, thank you guys for what you do. And, uh yeah, man, uh, just, man, I'm just so pumped you guys are here, man, for real, because y'all could have been anywhere, and, and for whatever reason, God brought you here, and it's for a reason, like, man, just, tr I, trust me, I know y'all, you just met, but just trust me, there is a reason for this, and youth leaders, youth leaders in here, youth leaders, yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for what you do, like, you have no, I know this is, you're sweating, and you're still wearing the same shirt from, like, a week, I get it, and, and you have those kids that you just, would you wish you would wander in the woods? Like, I, I understand. Like, it's, it can be tough. Did that happen to somebody? Get wandered in the woods? No? Okay, I was just being mean. I'm sorry, guys. I, my point here is I know it could be very, very tough, but what you are actually have been gifted with, the role that you have in these young people's lives, like, that's the reason why we're here is because someone stepped in and broke down the gospel and then took upon the burden of our ridiculousness and loved us through it. So thank you guys. And what you, have, you will never understand the weight of what you are doing. Thank you guys so much from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for being here. Stay encouraged. Give it up one more time for Red Letters and Mill. There you go. So if you guys don't mind, there's one more thing we'd like to do for you guys. Is it okay if we pray over you guys? All right, so I'm just gonna ask anyone who would like come on down. We're going to surround you guys in prayer because I believe you need that. <laughs> you guys are doing God's work. So if you feel comfortable, come on up. Let's pray over these guys right now. There you go. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for bringing these, these men out of, out of so much toughness in their lives, Lord. Addiction, it's no longer there, though, because of who you are, Lord. We thank you for that. And the stories that, that you've given them, God, that you've carried them through it all, that they not only had that happen, but God, that they decided, you know what, this was so much of a transformation that we want to share this with the world. So God, we thank you for their gifts and, and their hearts for you and, and that just attitude of, you know, what people need to know. And God, I just pray right now over both of these guys and the rest of their band, God, that they 
that they'd be able to just experience so much in, in not only this creation, not only this summer, but the rest of their lives, Lord. Whatever they do, whatever you carry them through, that God, not only they get to bless people, but they feel blessed through it all. And God, that at the end of the day, that they don't forget. God, that they can look up at you and say, God, you brought me through this. You brought me to this point right here. And God, that you just encourage them and give them such a peace and love in their hearts that God, every day of their lives, they feel fulfilled and that they know who you are. We thank you, Lord, for these men, this opportunity to get to know them, to be able to hear your story through them, Lord. And we just pray a, a protection over them through the rest of their lives. In your name we pray, Lord. Amen. Thank you, guys. One more time for Red Letter Hymnal.